Have you ever seen a field of sunflowers? My husband and I were traveling one time and we saw it. And if you have seen a field of sunflowers, you can notice one thing. And that is the sunflower heads always face towards the sun. And as the day goes on, the sunflower's heads turn towards the sun. The sun gives the sunflower life. All living plants, except the ones that live on the bottom of the ocean, need the sun to survive. And so they turn towards what gives them life. Children are drawn to learning. We have a son, Matt, and he was our why child. He would trap us in the car and the questions would begin. Why do we have stars? Why do I have five fingers? Why, why, why? It drove us crazy. Children are like that. They want things explained to them. They take old toasters and old clocks and take them apart to see what's inside. And very seldom do they ever put them back together. They are drawn to learning. They want to understand everything. People are drawn to other people, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. We all want to be loved, and we all want to love. This is part of our being. All these three examples show how we are drawn to something. And that will be our topic for today. Our gospel today is the third of five readings from the Gospel of John, the sixth chapter. And in those five readings, we cover the entire sixth chapter. The readings all talk about Jesus being the bread of life and the living water. We can tell that if we know, trust, and believe in Jesus, we are told that we too can inherit eternal life. Our readings tell us that we never need to look anywhere else to satisfy our hearts and our souls because in Jesus all our needs are met and we will be complete. This particular reading today says, no one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me. And last week, we heard this verse, everything that the Father gives me will come to me. These verses tell us that it is God's initiative that leads us to Jesus. And later on in the Gospel of John, Jesus himself will say, I, when I am lifted up from earth, will draw all people to myself. The question I would like to look at today is, how does God the Father draw us to the Son? And how does the Son Jesus draw us to himself? The first thing we have to know is about the word draw in our reading today. It includes the idea of resistance. It's resistance like if there was a fisherman and he throws his net into the sea and he draws the net out. 
Hopefully there's resistance so, so there's fish within his net. Or it's like a horse pulling a cart. There is resistance there. One may be drawn to God, but there can be resistance because we have been given free will. We can see this kind of resistance in the Pharisees and the scribes. Someone said, you mustn't neglect the message because you don't like the messenger. Over and over again, Jesus, by his words and his examples, showed them how they had taken the Ten Commandments and turned them into hundreds of rules. Their rules, not God's rules. They didn't like the messenger, and they didn't like his message. They thought, who is this guy anyway? He's just a carpenter. We know. He's the son of Mary and Joseph. We saw him playing in the streets when he was a kid. And he thinks he can teach us? Where did he go to school? Surely, God the Father was trying to lead them to Jesus. They believed in God. They followed the rules that had been handed down to them for centuries. They weren't bad people necessarily, but they were just misled. Along the way, the religious leaders placed the rules to be followed over compassion and love and things of God. They would not be led. Their hearts and minds were closed. They wouldn't even consider that Jesus might have something to teach them. Even though they were drawn and taught by Jesus, they did not believe. I think there are many ways that the Father can lead us to Jesus, and Jesus can lead us to himself. It can sometimes be through ordinary things we hear and see. I think one way is through country music. Yes, I said country music. Country music isn't always about my girlfriend left me, my dog died, or about my favorite bar. Country music is storytelling, often telling personal stories. They are simple and we can relate to them. Stories can be powerful. Do you know the song, The Long Black Train by Josh Turner? It is a story about the devil tempting the lost to get on the long black train, the train that goes to nowhere. The song says in one of its verses, look to the heavens, you can look to the skies. You can find redemption staring back into your eyes. And the chorus goes like this. But if you know that there's victory in the Lord, I say, victory in the Lord. Cling to the Father and his holy name, and don't go riding on that long black train. When we listen to this song, we hear a message. It is as if, G if Jesus and God is saying, can you see yourself in the story? You can come to me and be redeemed. 
I can help you with your temptations. In my name, there is victory. We can be drawn to Jesus and God the Father from the words of a song because they make us think about God. Sometimes a message can come to us through a man standing at Walmart carrying a sign that says simply, repent. It just might be that repent is the word that someone needed to see and hear that day. And perhaps reconciliation and forgiveness can follow. There's another country song I like by John Michael Montgomery called Life's a Dance. Maybe you know this one. The chorus says, life's a dance you learn as you go. Sometimes you lead, sometimes you follow. Don't worry about what you don't know. Life's a dance. You learn as you go. We do learn as we go through life. It is a dance. And each of us have our own steps. We can learn lessons that lead us to the Father and Jesus from the people we meet. When we are in relationships with others, we learn love. We learn compassion and patience, qualities that reflect Jesus. But most often, it is in our failures, disappointments, and trials that we turn to God. It's when we're in the bottom of the, of the depth of a well, in a deep hole, and there's nowhere to look but up. And it's that when we turn and look up and we find the light of Christ. Talking about failures. I flunked the third grade. I thought I was stupid. I couldn't read. And reading out loud was pitiful. I always said, about seventh or eighth grade, my mind finally started to work. Actually, that wasn't true. But what was true was that I had figured out a way to learn on my own. I was dyslexic. I did fine in school with my flashcards, my color-coded notes, and writing spelling words over and over and over again until I got it. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I learned why my method of learning worked for me. It ended up, I became a school teacher and taught third grade. I often worked with children who had difficulties. When they were lost and didn't have any idea where to start, I understood. I had been them. I learned to have patience and that God made us all different, but that's okay. God led me on my journey to help others learn. So if you see me pointing my finger when I'm reading at church, it is so I don't get lost on the page and I don't read from right to left. When I was called by God to be a priest, I said, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> there is surely someone who could do a better job. Someone who could read better, speak better, 
someone who didn't want to throw up when they spoke in public, and someone who knew the Bible. Anytime I came up with an excuse, the answer I always got was, you can learn it. After months of arguing with God, I gave up and said, okay, I'll do it. I tell you this story because I truly believe that God drew me kicking and screaming into the priesthood. I truly believe God draws all of us to himself and to his son Jesus. Each of us is led different ways by God. I have told you part of my journey, but one journey, one dance, isn't better than another. It is just different. There are so many ways that we are drawn by God, but often there is resistance. We like our independence. We don't want to change our lives. And we want to do what we want to do, and we don't want anyone telling us differently. Remember the man who came to Jesus and asked him how he could inherit eternal life? Jesus told him to sell all that he had and give money to the poor and follow him. He just couldn't do it because he had so many possessions. He was drawn to Jesus. He literally went to Jesus. But what Jesus asked was just too much. He resisted. We are all constantly being drawn, invited to a life with Christ. Sometimes it's a tug of the heart. Sometimes a good idea. Sometimes it's a friend's words or deeds. Sometimes we hear a song or read a sign. Sometimes it is the inner voice of God in our hearts. Whatever it is, God draws us to what is true, what is life-giving, and what is loving. God draws us to ourself, to life itself. Let us be drawn like the sunflowers are drawn to the sun. Let us always have our faces towards Jesus. The invitation is always open. It is always our choice. Let us pray we choose wisely. Amen.